It's episode 14 of the Photon Podcast, Whiskey, Golf, Zero, Alpha Tango, The Goat Hiker, a giveaway from Pignology, and more coming up. AmateurRadio15.com presents Photon, the other ham radio podcast, sponsored by Main Trading Company. Find them online at mtcradio.com. Now, here's your host, Kale Nelson, K4CDN. Merry Christmas from the Photon Podcast. I am Kale, Kilo 4, Charlie, Delta November, and I've got a really, really cool interview coming up for you in just a couple of moments. We're going to join Jeremy and Steve. And they're going to talk about goat hiking and amateur radio. But before we get there, mtcradio.com, of course, they are the official Photon Show sponsor. I hope you guys are spending some money with them, at least giving them an opportunity to earn your business. If you do that, you will be buying from them time and time again. Make sure you check them out at mtcradio.com. They've got all you need, and they've got the prices to match it. Free shipping on most domestic orders, over $99. So give them a call, mtcradio.com. Please remember when shopping with them to let them know that the Photon Podcast sent you their way, so that way they know that their their uh, advertising dollars are well spent. I also have, in the break, we're going to talk about a giveaway coming up, but let me go ahead and tell you, if you're listening online, go to the, to the sign-up box now and sign up, and you want to win what we're going to give away, and the details for that are coming up in just a minute. But first, let's get to KF7IJZ, Jeremy. And he's chatting with Whiskey Goat Zero Alpha Tango here on the Photon Podcast. This is KF7IJZ with WG0AT, the Goat Hiker. So, Steve, you we've seen you uh, up in the mountains with the goats. You seem, from your videos, it looks like you're lucky enough to actually have a mountain practically in your backyard. Yeah, I do. It's it's amazing. Um, every morning when I head out the door to the, the last, uh, well, this, this last season, I've, the goats have, have mainly fed, um, foraged for food rather than, um, feeding them hay. So, but every, every morning I walk out and I see that mountain up there and I think, yeah, how lucky am I? Um, it takes by car probably 15 minutes to get to the trailhead and then, 45 minutes and you're, you're, you've got an 1800 foot tower that you can launch a signal from and play radio. So if, in looking back in, uh, in all of your, your adventures, you know, are there any, any stories about you and the goats that you never got on video that you, you just really wish you could have, cause it would have made a, a really great video to share with folks. It, uh, yeah, there's, it, it, it's almost like you've got to have surveillance camera running the whole time um because they do stuff that's just really funny i mean the budding heads they do that often enough um that you know i've I've been able to capture some of that but it's uh it's rooster um was notorious for just doing dumb stuff and or getting himself into trouble and Somehow he managed to uh, wrap his, get the coax wrapped around his leg 
I had a buddy pole stuck up on a pile of rocks, buddy pole vertical, and he got the coax wrapped around his leg somehow. And he's, he was 240 pounds. So, uh, when he moved, um, whatever was attached to him went with him. <laughs> and all of a sudden I look up and I'm talk, talking to some guy in, in Hawaii, matter of fact, and the buddy pole vertical was jerking over 45 degrees and then finally, you know, bit the dust and, um, and I, I yelled at him and the result of that was he turned and looked like, Oh, I didn't do it. And, <laughs> um, and then kind of started moving away from me. Like, you know, I was going to go after him. And so around our campsite, um, I'm chasing my big goat rooster and this buddy pole vertical is, um, dragging behind him about 15 feet. And behind that was my 817. <laughs> you know, I never, I never got that on tape, but that would have, I'm sure, brought a few laughs. Speaking of uh, of radios, one thing that we've also seen is that, uh, for a multitude of reasons, it seems you definitely favor uh, QRP operations, and we've seen the 817, the Ellicraft KX3, and the ICOM 703 make several appearances. Uh, across your videos, which of the radios would you say is your favorite, or maybe another one of the smaller uh, kit radios? What, what what radio do you enjoy operating the most? Well, you know, it, it's like fishing. Uh, every lake is different. Every uh, stream is different, and it depends on the time of day, the propagation, uh, the weather. Um, and I'm, you know, you could blend fishing and ham radio together. And not know if you're talking about one or the other, but um, the truth is, the radio that I built, I still have several little ATS, um, Steve Weber, um, old solder guy, rigs that are just amazing um, and run on a you know nine volt battery. Um, you get two and a half three watts out of them. And hooked to a good antenna, um, particularly when you're sitting on a mountaintop, um, and no noise floor to speak of. The signals just literally, you know, jump out of the earphones. And um, and I think the fact that, you know, you put some sweat equity into it. But there again, there's been times when I was sitting on the edge of a volcano down in the Caribbean, and it was really a treat to have Rolls Royce of a radio in my hand, the KX3. You know, it's, it's an amazing little radio in terms of performance and all the bells and whistles. But there's there's time and place for that. And, you know, coming back to just the right feature set of, for what you need to, to make a contact, it takes me back to the, the little... Um, ATS series rigs. So, you know, based on your experience um, from either a goat perspective or a YouTube perspective, video perspective, radio perspective, soda perspective, from any of these things that we've seen you do, is there anything that, that Steve today would go back and tell Steve when you started making your videos that, that you wish you would have known then? Yeah, it, it's, it's all about the journey, um, at least for me. And, you know, the, 
the competitive part of, for example, soda is good. I think, and, and there's each individual. I think responds to um, some aspect of of their hobby differently than than others, and that's great. Um, as far as the the whole video experience. Um, that's been, I just hope I, I never stop learning. It, it, when I sit down and do an edit, it's almost like I, I learned some new, um, piece of software or, or some feature in the software I didn't even know was there before. Um, cause I, I, I'm not technically, um, I'm not professionally trained at it. It's, it's one of those, um, videos is one of those hobbies for me that I've just, you know, Sort of gravitated towards and, and um, like I like telling stories with video, and um, there again, the goats are a magnet. They're a magnet on the trail as well. Um, I get stopped all the time. People saying, "Wow, those are goats!" Yeah, they're goats. <laughs> <laughs> can I take pictures? Can Can I pet them? Can I feed them? You know. It, it, it goes on from there, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's one big thing. It's for me, it's kind of all blended together. Um, the ham radio side of it, it it's, you know, I have a, I have a, well, actually the KX3 is my, my base station here and I've, I've got a dipole on the tree and I spend more time, I spend more, if you look at my logs, I spend about 80% of my time operating outdoors as opposed to indoors. And I'm not sure, sure why, except that it's, it's just, for me, it's more fun. It's more fun having to put up a station on, on, in inclement conditions or, um, wire up a tree that, it looks like, man, if I could just get the wire over that top limb, you know, that'd be the center of of an inverted V for 20 meters. End fed, of course. But <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a whole bunch of things. But I think the key for me is just keeping that curiosity alive and and never stop learning. Well, that's that's certainly a, a good approach to to just about anything in life. So. You know, the talking about operating outside. I think at the, at the end of the day, the those contacts um, that that you you make outside when you're just you know you're putting an antenna up, you're experimenting, um, they're worth a little bit more to you because you you definitely worked harder to earn them. So if if looking back, is there anything that has come out of your experience doing the YouTube videos and kind of gaining some notoriety in the amateur community? What's happened that you never would have expected to happen? What what have been some of the the, the surprises or blessings um, for 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 doing your channel? The amount of um, fans and, and feedback that I've gotten from people that are not hams, and um, one one guy wrote me and said, you know, my wife she never never even stepped foot in my ham shack, um, but. When the music music that, that came on, when I played a YouTube video of yours, um, next thing I know, she's leaning over my shoulder and saying, 
saying, oh, there's Rooster and Peanut, and the kids are gathering around. It's like, <laughs> the bottom line is is that I never thought I would inspire um, non-hams to, uh, you know, think that that um, sitting on a rock on a mountaintop, beeping out Morse code to somebody on the other side of the planet was cool. And it's, I think it comes down to if, if you can show that people that you're having fun, everybody wants to have fun. So it's kind of like Mikey eating his Cheerios. If Mikey likes it, it must be fun. And that's, that's what sells a lot of, of useless stuff that winds up in the, the closet and here, there, and everywhere. The real secret is one's attitude and finding the fun. And um, we can do it ourselves, but, you know, it, when you see somebody else doing it, you think, well, ham radio must be fun. And it it is, but it's it's your attitude and and what you do with it. I guess now that um, now that you've been doing this for a while, you know we've kind of really spent a lot of time talking uh, about the goats. But you know you you've been involved in other things. You've been involved in um, Buddies in the Caribbean. You've been involved in uh, a lot of soda activations and activities. Um, when we get back from the break, I'm going to ask you some questions to to talk about those other experiences beyond beyond uh, excuse me be, uh, beyond just hiking up the mountain in your own backyard, folks. This is KF7IJZ with Steve WG0AT, the Goat Hiker, and we'll be back. All right, so uh, during the break here, we're going to stop with Jeremy, KF7IJZ. We're celebrating with him his 1,000-plus subscribers to his KF7IJZ YouTube channel. And by doing that, he has partnered uh, with Nick in 3WG from Pignology, our friend from the West Coast. And they're going to be giving away a free piglet. Now, who can win the piglet? Anybody. Any full-time listener can win the piglet simply by going to AmateurRadio15.com and signing up as an email subscriber. Now, if you're already an email subscriber to the Photon Podcast, you're already entered to win. If you haven't yet entered or signed up for the Photon email listing, you probably want to do that. This contest will run uh, all the way through December. We're going to draw it after Christmas. It's eligible only to U.S. ham radio licensees. And the free shipping applies to this giveaway. So not only going to give it to you, they're not going to make you pay for it to ship it to you. It is about, uh, I don't know, we got a little bit over a month to run the entire month of the December for the giveaway. And uh, it's pretty cool, guys. We're giving you a piglet. That's not a cheap little toy. We'll have a link to it on the website. But remember... To win the Pignology Piglet from KF7IJZ and N3WG and Pignology, celebrating 1,000-plus subscribers to the KF7IJZ YouTube channel, you must go to AmateurRadio15.com, sign up there, all right, in the email listing, and you're automatically entered to win. All right, you'll also, uh, also included is one free copy of the Pignology Hamlog app, and Jeremy will make sure you get that as uh, whoever wins the contest. All right, uh, Main Trading Company's got a few words to say, and then we're going to get right back to Jeremy and Steve. Stay tuned. <laughs> 
Visit mtcradio.com today. A great one-stop mom-and-pop shop for everything ham radio. Radios, antennas, power supplies, wire and cable, books and training materials, microphones, headsets, and accessories. Find popular brands like MFJ, Heil Sound, Jetstream, LDG, Alinko, Comet, Texas Bugcatcher, Radio Waves, and more. mtcradio.com, an authorized Kenwood and ICOM dealer. mtcradio.com. All right, folks, we're back. This is KF7IJZ for the Photime Amateur Radio Podcast. Here with me is Steve Galshut, WG0AT, the goat hiker from YouTube. So, Steve, beyond just getting to, to pal around in your own backyard and, uh, and being able to go up and down the mountain every day, what, talk a little bit about some of the other activities. I know you're involved in something called Buddies in the Caribbean. What, what's that all about? Yeah, so um, I stumbled onto Bud one day in terms of his antenna design on the internet and built a buddy pole and um, actually half of a buddy pole. I only built a um, a vertical and um, based on on his design, it it seemed to work pretty good. Um, And then I decided after the homebrew version of it sort of fell apart over time. It wasn't very goat-proof, and um, I, I wound up with a commercial version of it. And uh, from there, I you know sort of struck up a relationship with um, Chris and uh, Bud, and um, Chris asked me if, if I would be interested in going to the, the Caribbean uh, um, actually, it was uh, St. Martin, the St. Martin and Seba, um, to uh, to video some of the, the activities that he had, had planned with with uh, the guys that go down. There's eight of us, and uh, they kind of go to a different island every year. And I go along to the videotape and um, document um, the adventures, so to speak. And also, I mean, it's a it's a, um, a trip where he tests a lot of his R&D and, and new products and that sort of thing. Um, so it's a, kind of a marketing uh, venture. But it's it's a holiday mini-D expedition where um, the guys have a lot of fun, uh, make a lot of contacts. And so there's, you know, there's that experience of being on the other end of the radio, uh, and actually being the DX, if you will, and having thousands of, of callers. And it's, um, if you've never experienced that, it's, it's quite something, (laughs) (laughs) but that is almost very similar to what happens when you're sitting on a, a, a summit on the air peak, um, somewhere miles from nowhere. And here you've got all these chasers that are calling you uh, once you're spotted. And, you know, you've got this flea-powered rig and compromised antenna, and um, it's just, it's a hoot um, for about, you know, maybe 15 or 20 minutes until you run the file down. And uh, and that's a, a similar kind of experience to, the, you know, being on a holiday expedition somewhere and 
Caribbean or South Pacific. Well, so so just looking at the the buddies in the the, the Caribbean, because I I do want to come back to soda, because we actually, um, I, of course, I don't know when this episode will air, but um, we posted episode six today of the uh, podcast featuring uh, Kilo Yankee Seven Sierra from Seattle, Washington, who talked all about soda. So we'll get into that here in a minute. But okay, um, from the perspective of of uh, your time in the Caribbean, I mean, has there been uh, any particular story that stands out that's that's just you know really cool, or you were really surprised? Because I know down there you you have the benefit of a saltwater amplifier, right? Oh yeah, there, and there's. Until you experience that, it's hard to compare it to any any other experience, um, except maybe where you know, say you had um, a vertical um, in a noisy environment, and that was your only antenna, and and then all of a sudden one day the power grid goes out, and um, so the noise goes away. Let's just say the noise goes away. And at the same time, you've put up a horizontal dipole. And now you can hear signals that you didn't even know, know were there before. At the same time, they, you can talk to them. And, um, I mean, sitting on a beach in the, in the Caribbean on an island and have Europeans come rolling in like it's, you know, Sunday afternoon on 40 meters, um, locals in terms of signal strength and, um, and going back to them, it's, it's the same way. I mean, you're, when your signal hits that salt water, it seems like it, it doesn't stop until it, it, you know, is in Europe somewhere. So it's, it's a it's a cheap way of making lot, lots of uh, contacts, so to speak. I mean, as far as minimal antennas and, and not much power um, over saltwater yields a lot of results. You know, from from saltwater to soda. So, kind of give us a little bit of background about how you got involved in uh, summits on the air when you first learned about it. I was wandering around the hilltops. Near, near my house and uh, playing radio and um, one of one of the guys in Canada that, that was active in soda John Pierre uh, VA 2SG I think is his call he he sent me an email and said hey Steve why don't you um, do the work in um, bring up you know Colorado as far as summits on the air and, and uh um, there's there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done. Um, the Brits have, when they created summits on the air, they kind of modeled it after islands on the air. And there's a certain criteria that, you know, a summit has to have, it has to have 500-foot prominence. Well, what is prominence? It's that it doesn't touch anything for 500 feet and actually, you know, um, the nearest saddle is greater than 500 feet, so that that's considered a, a uh, qualified summit, and um, it can go in a, dis- a database and be give, given a reference number, and um, it's also scored in terms of number of number of points for both the activator and the chaser, um, and 
both are trying to get, you know, certain number of points to get awards in this kind of thing. But um, there are, again, different strokes for different folks. Um, just the act of, of doing it causes you to improve your, um, say you're chasing it. Well, it causes you to improve your receiver, your antenna, um, and, you know, get the maximum performance out of uh, your equipment, just like any contest would. But um, and, and for an activator, it's, it's um, I think, even more fun because you're outdoors. There's a physical challenge of getting to the location. Um, maps, you know, um, topos, you know, all of the navigation things. And then you're outdoors. So you've got to have an eye on the weather, and you've got to pack the right gear and um, make sure you got plenty of water, make sure you've got enough food, make sure you've got the right clothing, you know, 10 essentials, so to speak. And, uh, I, and then you get there, and you realize you forget that one little BNC to PL239 adapter for your FT817 or... Um, a little piece of coax, or it's the power cable that goes from the battery to your little BTS radio. And, you know, it, it's, it's a constant learning. It, it, the other, other side of it is that it, I think, makes, us, um, makes you a better operator as far as being able to improvise. Um, and, you know, we talk about MCON and Aries and Gracie's. Those guys, when the infrastructure fails or for whatever reason, they've got to go set up a radio station somewhere. Unless they've practiced it in, um, you know, training, it may be an easy plug and play because they have an extra piece of coax in the trunk of their car. But I think um, soda kind of be out there on the edge a sharp edge of the rope, so to speak, and forces you into doing stuff that um, you may not encounter in the civilized world. I guess, have, have you ever been caught off guard by forgetting the uh, the antenna adapter? Yes. <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. So when we, uh, when we talked to uh KY7S you know he he told a story about uh doing some skiing in and running into some bad weather and uh and deciding to kind of turn back and not make the uh the contact so um have you run into a situation where you were all but you know you you were just about to summit and then something happened that made you turn back and and you weren't able to to make contacts Yeah running into inclement weather I've I've been turned around a couple times the hardest thing is when you invested, you know, five and a half, six miles one way into a, a peak, and then uh, the weather just, you know, it turned, and, and you think you're a mile from your 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 goal, and you have to throw the towel in and say, well, save it for another day. Has there ever been a time when doing soda where you were legitimately in fear of your life? Not really. Um they have an event in, in, here in Colorado that, that Bob Woody started, um, K0NR. Um, Bob, about 
17, well, a little less than 20 years ago, um, started an event in August. It was like the first weekend in, or Sunday in August where a bunch of guys would hike to the top of 14ers with their, their VHF rigs and work each other. And then somebody said, well, gee, that'd be kind of fun to take an HF rig up there and play with it and see, you know, if we could maybe get somebody else on a, on a, another 14er. Well, Brian, I can't remember his call. So I hate me for that. He climbed, was it Mount Shasta? And, um, I mean, he had to seriously do some technical climbing to get up there. But he, he wound up on top of Shasta the same day that we wound up on top of Humboldt. And we weren't really in fear of our lives, but it was so windy, it must have been gusting 50 to 60 miles an hour. Wow. And uh, just to get an antenna up, and you know, we hunkered down behind some rocks um, so that we could get out of the wind, so to speak. And we had goat support. The goats were our Sherpas for carrying a lot of our our antenna parts and pieces and uh, batteries, whatnot. But <laughs> there's there's a video where I'm talking to a guy, and his pants and shirt are literally like um, just like he stepped out of a wet shower, but they're totally dry. But they're the wind is blowing them against his skin so hard it looks like he's wet. Wow! And and he's he's having to talk talk it up so over the trying to talk over the wind so you, you definitely tell it's it's blown up there but it was you know the whole wind creates a, a dynamic of this constant annoying pressure on you and everything you do when you you know unfairly the coax and accidentally drop it you know you there's there's this constant um nervousness of, you know, I don't want to lose anything and we want to get, get down off this thing safely. But, um, and your balance, balance, doing a balance back with your judgment as well in terms of being at 14,000 feet. Um, you've got one third less oxygen mm-hmm. or I should say you've got two thirds less oxygen. You're only, you're only processing one third of as much oxygen as you would at um, sea level. And that, that affects your judgment. I mean, it's like having a martini. <laughs> and uh, I remember looking at, the, at the, menu, the menu structure on my 817, and I, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how to turn off the box. It was, you know, hypoxia, a lack of oxygen. You, another thing that, that, that you're kind of known for is that you don't just stick around uh, the mountains there in Colorado. You've you've done actually quite a bit of traveling around the United States to activate um, different summits and do other hiking and radio related activities. What is your favorite trip been? What or, or maybe your favorite soda activation? That has to be Eagle Cap um, in Oregon, and um, myself, Chris, W six HFE, and uh, Guy. And uh, Giannis, Giannis uh, came with us on that trip. He he was um, 
basically be his father-in-law. Anyway, um, we had, uh, instead of goats, we had a pack horse named Surprise. And fortunately, she didn't pull any surprises <laughs> on the trip, but uh, it was great. I mean, she carried an equivalent of a rider, which was 120 pounds of gear, and uh, her handle, handler was uh, Larry, who had worked for the uh, fishing game in Idaho for uh, something like 30 years. And it packed into numerous lakes and that kind of thing. So he was he, he was also ham. Anyway, that trip was, was stellar. Uh, we activated a bunch of peaks in the backcountry. Um, Chris did some fly fishing and... Uh, just a lot of great, you know, mountains and um, a few campfires. And anyway, when we came out, we decided we wanted to do one more, so we took a gondola ride. It was a gondola activation. And <laughs> <laughs> we had probably half a mile to hike up to the actual summit and, you know, made lots of contacts and uh, rolled the gondola back down to the... And actually, we had to wait for the gondola to show up. So we, we sat in the little restaurant up there and had a uh, celebratory uh, beverage to uh, kind of top off the adventure. But it was... <laughs> that was, one of, my, that was one, of, one of my more favorite ones. And, you know, the list goes on. You know, I've... I sat the other day, somebody wanted to play one of the videos in a, in a club meeting, and which I, I, I always offer to do. Um, I mean, if anybody wants to use video to generate um, interest or goodwill in, in ham radio, they're, they're, that's what they're for. And so I was going through them, trying to figure out the best one, and... Every time I bring up one of those things, I, I'm reliving it, that whole experience all over again. Not only do I get to be at the, the event and um, experience firsthand, but I'm recording it, recording it maybe with one or two cameras. Um, and I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, I've got to have close-up shots of that. You know, I'm, I'm mentally editing it uh, real time. Because I'm the, I'm the photographer, but not only that, but then I'm trying to figure out, okay, where's what's the story, um, or is it just documenting the the event um, or the experience? It's fascinating. It really is. It's um, it's fascinating from the standpoint that all the pieces fit together, uh, and sometimes you have to make up a piece, um, like going out in the backyard and throwing the radio on a rock and uh, doing a close-up of the front panel and go to all the trouble of hooking up an antenna to it so the S-meter or the bar graph does jump up and down and looks like you've got signal. But the, you've already recorded the audio from earlier of the signal that you had, so you can lay that underneath the, the picture in the soundtrack and um, create that suspension of the belief that Oh yeah, there's the radio they used, and it's actually sitting on the edge of the rock. <laughs> 
Well, Steve, right. I want to thank you so very much for uh, for being here with us today and and uh, sharing your stories and uh, and 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 giving us some of your time. Um, one last question I'll ask before we go is: uh, so, what's next? What what are you working on these days? Well, right now, <laughs> um, actually, uh, seems like we've we've kind of let the last 10 years slipped by and, and living in an environment where, you know, it's the whole idea was um, less maintenance, let mother nature take its course. But I've been doing a lot of home improvements and rebuilding decks. And um, my next project is a, a built, built barn. Um, so we don't have to haul hay out there in the middle of winter. We can just, uh, step into the dry, warm goat barn and put some more in the feeder or whatever. But, you know, Mount Herman's just staring at me right now out the window. Um, it's almost dark here, but um, I can hop in the car and be there in, at the top of the mountain in an hour, or I can hike from the house and be there in three hours. Um, and actually, the three-hour hike is... QSOs are all the more rewarding. <laughs> you know, maybe a thousand calories to just get up there and and have that as a zero noise noise level and um, be able to talk to your your buddies out there that um, show up on frequency. So I don't know. I it, it's life's an adventure and uh every day is there's something new to learn and um i just you know i if there's anything on my bucket list it's uh i would like someday to explore up in the alaska area um northwest passage um i think it would be fun but I hear it's pretty uh, RF dead up there, which is disappointing. But it's still uh, a lot of a lot of places to go and things to do and things to see. Well, very good. But I really oh, go ahead. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, chat with you, Jeremy, and. Um, Thanks again for uh, providing the opportunity. Well, again, thank you for uh, for taking the time. Like I said, I there's a lot of admiration um, for for what you've done, and and we really appreciate you uh, just kind of volunteering your time. Because one thing I know also is uh, I know you always enjoy speaking to clubs. I know you travel all over the country to go to ham fests. Um, I, again, I don't ever expect you to remember me, but maybe next year at Dayton, uh, you know, you'll be able to put the name to the face. But, you know, I've seen you at Dayton the last three years at the Buddy Pole booth, and uh, <laughs> you, you, you've you always been so warm and friendly to all the folks that come by to say hi. And, uh, you know, you thank you very much for just donating your time to Amateur Radio to help uh, promote the hobby and get people interested. So, folks, again, KF7IJZ here with uh, Steve, WG0AT. Check out his YouTube channel by searching for Goat Hiker, all one word. And, uh, Steve, maybe we'll have you on again sometime in the near future and see what you've been up to. 
Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Steve. Both of you for quite an entertaining episode here of the Photon Podcast. It is Christmas season. Merry Christmas. If you have some gifts that you need to purchase for your buddies, your friends, your loved ones in amateur radio, remember Main Trading Company, mtcradio.com. If you would rather spend some dollars on Amazon, make sure you check out the original and still going strong Amazon Photon store. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes today at AmateurRadio15.com. Do not, do not forget the giveaway for the folks who have decided to sign up for the email list on the AmateurRadio15.com website. It's right there on the top right side. So sign up and you're automatically entered to win the Piglet and more from Pignology M3WG. Nick, and our friend Jeremy, who so graciously brought us this interview this afternoon. Jeremy, thank you very much. His call is KF7IJZ. You can find him on YouTube. You can also find Steve Whiskey Golf Zero Alpha Tango. You can find all those links and the stuff that we talked about today in the Photon Podcast show notes at AmateurRadio15.com. I will continue to ask that you go to your favorite place you listen to the program, that you rate the program, you review the program, not only that, but you're sharing it with your friends and fun guys here in the hobby. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Merry Christmas. Thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing to AmateurRadio15.com presents Bowtime, the other ham radio podcast. You can find our past episodes, web links, and more at AmateurRadio15.com. That's AmateurRadio15.com. Follow us on Twitter at Photime Podcast. And remember to visit our show sponsor, Main Trading Company, at MTCRadio.com. Till next time, 73s.